It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorneys. Play to win, banksjones.com. The Dave Hooker Show. A presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Objective insight, expertise, top guest. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off the Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Also available on offthehooksports.com. I compute and obey. Now, today, Hooker. Ready. Boy, do we have a lot to get to. We certainly do. A Thursday means it's Jimmy Himes will join us, and we always look forward to that. Tennessee Auburn, have the balls just moved on? From Bruce Pearl, this is just another SEC game. Also, Georgia made a run at Tennessee wide receiver coach Kelsey Pope. That was not successful. What does that say about the two programs? The perfect college football playoff number, Paul Feinbaum, came out and said that he didn't think 12 was the perfect number, number so we'll discuss that as well. The ball is actually preparing to fight the NCAA back in 2022. Rooting California will give you some prospects to watch. And Cam Newton in a fight, he would rank up there with quarterbacks that I've stood around. I would not want to fight, but we'll discuss which Tennessee quarterback you wouldn't want to fight. Um, there's not a lot of tough guys out there. We may, we may have to think on that one. Caleb, how are you, sir? I am good, Dave, but I have to correct you. It's not Thursdays that we have Jimmy. It's Wednesdays that we have Jimmy. Is today Wednesday? Oh, I'm chasing myself. It is. Wednesdays, we have Jimmy Himes. Jimmy, how are you, sir? I'm fine on this hump day. 
It is. It is hump day. I completely messed hump it day up. with hooker. That's what we call it. <laughs> uh, join hooker's corner. You can be a John hump day with hooker. We've got all the jokes. Uh, my wife's a hooker. My daughter. Anyway, um, go ahead and hit like and subscribe. <laughs> my wife's a hooker. <laughs> go ahead and hit like and subscribe. We appreciate you being with us, Jimmy, each and every Wednesday. I think I was looking forward to the rest of the week. Let's go ahead and uh, get it rolling here uh, with uh, today's tough question. And that's brought to you by our friends at the Hemp House. I'll tell you more about them. Today's tough question is right now. Today's tough question. Take a side. Take a stand. The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. Jimmy, let me ask you the question, and then I'll ask Caleb, since you're our esteemed guest. Is the Bruce Pearl loathing or envying, whatever the case may be with Tennessee's fan base, over? Is this just another SEC game now? Your thoughts? You broke up on me. I think you were asking if the Bruce Pearl situation is the same as it was a few years ago. I still think there are a lot of Tennessee fans that look at Bruce Pearl and and don't like him, and by golly, they want to make sure they beat him. I do think with some other – now, he does have a lot of folks in in Knoxville that like him for what he did in boosting this program uh, over about a six-year period. Uh, I I think there is still some animosity. I don't don't think it's what it was, but I think – and oh, by the way, it, it wasn't long ago when a booster asked me, what is Bruce Pearl's record against Rick Barnes lately? Well, Pearl's seven and two in the last nine games against Barnes. That still resonates with some Tennessee fans. Not all, but some. For Tennessee, that was the earliest sellouts. I think that also speaks to some focus on Bruce Pearl. Maybe not it used to be, but it's still there. Dave, were you going to ask me? The same? You want me to? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I think there was. I think it depended on the um, age range of Tennessee fans. I think a lot of younger fans um, really wanted Pearl back, um, as I'm sure you guys both remember. There was the letter written asking Dave Hart to fire Conzo Martin when he was in the midst of trying to get Tennessee to the NCAA tournament when Bruce Pearl was there, when and rehire Bruce Pearl. Um, you guys could speak more to this. A part of me feels that Bruce Pearl was somewhat behind that. I have no proof, but I'm not going to pretend I have proof, but I've always believed that myself. Um, and the other thing is that I think it did. I, I think Barnes losing to Pearl the way he has, has made fans miss aspects of Pearl to a certain degree. But I also think there's the fact that even though I think Bruce Pearl is a good coach, He's not the same splash he was in the SEC. I think when Bruce Pearl came to the SEC and introduced that flex offense with the press on every made basket, up-tempo, nobody in the SEC was running that. A lot of teams are running it now. So he's not as ahead of the curve in the SEC as he was when he took over at Tennessee nearly 20 years ago. And Jimmy, along those lines, I think that the fact that Tennessee's program has been good under Rick Barnes kind of makes it easier to forget about Bruce Pearl. Had, had Tennessee still been going through all the mess they went through with Conzo and uh, Tyndall, I think that you would have you would have probably had some, 
some people that still wanted Bruce back or disliked him. But Tennessee's success, I think, has quelled that a bit. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I do think there's some Tennessee fans, though, that will point to this. Pearl got Auburn to the Final Four, and Tennessee has still never been to a Final Four. So there's still some of that out there. But the success that Tennessee has had, uh, the fact that they have been a relatively high seed in the NCAA tournament in recent years, uh, the fact that they're number two seed right now and might play their way into a one seed, they're ranked number four in the country. All that success, I I agree with you, Dave, has has uh, taken a little bit of the uh, angst off of the uh, the Bruce Pearl situation. So, yeah, that that is true. And Barnes has done a very good job with this program. There's no doubt about that. They're winning at a high level. Uh, I will say this, and and I, I do think Caleb's right. That Pearl didn't have quite the splash when he was at Tennessee, but at Auburn, boy, it, he has made it tough to win there. He's got the jungle. He's got the students there. They sell out. He's done a terrific job at Auburn in generating interest there. Uh, but I don't think it's uh, – but it's still pretty darn good what he's done at Auburn. Yeah, so, Jimmy, uh, along those lines, you're right, he did have the Final Four run at Auburn. Um, do you think one of the things that may make fans at Tennessee miss Pearl to a degree is just the clash of style still? I mean, look, we know that – Rick Barnes is a grinded out. I mean, they both run the flex offense to a degree, but Rick Barnes is a grinded mm-hmm. out defense first type of coach, um, you know, still loves to play inside out. And I mean, Pearl's never deviated from the fact that even though he's recruited a lot more bigs at Auburn than he had at Tennessee, he still never really deviated from he wants to run tempo. He wants to press and he and, and Rick Barnes relies on the mid range after running offenses. Bruce Pearl has just totally chucked the mid range and doesn't care about it. And so do you think that's part of what may have people missing Bruce Pearl is the fact that what Tennessee has had since him has just the brand of basketball hasn't been as exciting, even if it's winning. Yeah, I I think to agree that's true. I don't think the style has been quite as excited. Now, having said that this year, I do think Barnes has taken the reins off a little bit. Exciting. They jacked up a lot of threes uh, during the Pearl 10. Optional. Uh, with Rick Barnes, it's not optional. If you don't play, play defense, you don't get on the court. Uh, but Annette and Ziegler, uh, what Adu's been able to do, some other guys that have come into the fold, I think the Tennessee offense is much better now than in many of the years that, Bruce, that, that Rick Barnes was uh, in the, early in his tenure. And I think I'm right about this. I think Tennessee's offense and defense ranks in the top 20 or top 25. And the Kim and Ken Pomeroy stats, Caleb. There've been years where Tennessee's defense ranked in the top five and the offense ranked around eighty. That's not the case this year. So I, I do think they're better offensively, but uh, I don't think it's quite as uh, offensively as exciting as what Bruce Pearl brought to. And, and here's another part too: when Pearl came in, the fans were starved for success. Players were starved for success. I remember Dane Bradshaw saying, "Man." They'd have listened and bought into anything he said because they were tired of losing. And so uh, he showed what could be done at Tennessee. And then Rick Barnes has continued that, uh, even though there were a couple of bumps in the road before he got here. He's continued that, but he's done it in a different way. And a brand of basketball that, quite frankly, isn't quite as exciting as what Pearl brought to now, I'm going to ask you guys both a question because I almost feel like we're we're saying two different things. I feel like Caleb in one end is there are fans that are still 
a little envious of Auburn having Pearl and they they would love in some sort of weird scenario for Pearl to come back. Whereas Jimmy's saying there are a lot of fans that don't like Pearl because of what went down with the NCAA and Tennessee. So what percentage, Jimmy, I'll start with you, do you think, A, think it's just another SEC game, B, dislike Pearl because of what happened, or C, kind of a, a little envious that he's still not Tennessee's coach. I'll let you mull over that while I'll tell you portions of the program brought to you by the Hemp House, the premier hemp dispensary online with a wide variety, great selection, and strict standards to ensure you only receive the best in CBD or Delta products. Hemp House Chat with 2Ts.com. Hip House Chat with 2Ts.com. Use the promo code HOOKED for 10% off. HOOKED for 10% off. How would you break down the fan base, Jimmy? I think there are about 20% that are envious of the success that Pearl has had and the fact that he's uh, uh, had Barnes's number and the fact that he got Auburn to a Final Four. Um, I think there are about um, at least 60% that really like Barnes and they're ready to forget Bruce Pearl. That leaves the other 20%. So uh, I'd, I'd, that would be, and that's obviously not scientific, but it's just kind of the feedback <laughs> right. I get uh, from people. Look, when he, when he comes back uh, to Knoxville, I mean, there are a lot of folks that rally around him, try to get together with him, and he, you know, he might have a dinner or something. But he he does he does have a certain faction of fans, and some of them are boosters that are that are glad to see him when he comes back, and he's kept ties with them. And, and I think the world of Rick Barnes, uh, Bruce has more of a, should we say, magnetic personality, and he's more outgoing. I don't, yeah, Barnes is. A, I don't see Rick Barnes going out with the student section and buying them a bunch of pizza and, and jumping on the table and, and having an impromptu, uh, impromptu pep rally. That's what Bruce Pearl did. So he ingratiated himself to the students, to the fans, to many people uh, with the way he, with some of his uh, antics. Not all of them were bad. Just that was the way he did things, promoting. Interesting. I like your percentage. I would agree with that. It's the 60-20-20. Uh, I think most fans are just this. This is another game. You know that it's Bruce Pearl, but it's not. Oh, you got to get back at Bruce Pearl, or oh, I wish he was the coach anymore. Caleb, I'm actually with you guys on that. I think it's 60 20 20. I think it was 60 40 when Pearl was hired at Auburn. I'm going to be honest. When Pearl was hired and Conzo Martin was at Tennessee, I think it was 60 40 in favor of Pearl during that time. Um, and you know, I, I, a lot of me, I'm not saying Conzo was the best coach, but I, I felt horrible for him during that time because I thought he did as good of a job as possible under the circumstances. I don't know if he would have lasted. I thought he was a good guy. Um, and so I, I, that was just a really, really bad situation. But you're right. Now it is 60, 20, 20. I mean, that's, I totally agree. I think it also helps too that even if you're not crazy about the brand of basketball, I mean, Pearl ingratiated himself with the community. But Rick Barnes doesn't have to do that because Rick Barnes kind of is the community. I mean, he's from Western North Carolina. Like, I feel like culturally Rick Barnes is just a fit for East Tennessee as a guy. So mm -hmm. I think he feels much more. I think Rick Barnes feels plenty at home in Tennessee. Now, Buzz Peterson was also culturally a fit for East Tennessee because uh, he was from Western North Carolina. He just couldn't coach worth a lick. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy, I'm going to change Not a coaching fit. That's yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, when he said, I'm, I still remember him sending Vincent Yarborough crying from the the practice court. I'm like, I know you want to make a point, but does he have to really cry? Or what does that say about Vincent? I don't know. That was a very, a very odd time. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jimmy, let's switch to football. Georgia makes a run at Tennessee wide receivers. Coach Kelsey Pope, according to various reports, want to credit uh, the the guys at VolQuest. Um, so that they're the ones who who reported it. If, if that's the case and Tennessee was able to fend off Georgia for an assistant coach, how significant is that in the relative standings between the two programs? I think it's really significant that Tennessee was able to keep Kelsey Pope. Uh, first off, I think his relationship, Pope's relationship with Josh Heupel is very strong. And Heupel gave him the chance when he promoted him after Cody Burns left. Uh, I also think that um, – uh, he uh, Pope likes coaching system. He feels like he's got a say in it and what they do, and and, and he has an impact. Uh, but to to stay at Tennessee over Georgia, which in any given year right now can win a national championship, I think that says a lot about Tennessee and also about Pope's feeling that Tennessee is perhaps on the cusp of um, of doing something special. They had a, they've had one special year under Hypo, and they may be headed toward another one this year, but. For him to stay here rather than go to a program that uh, that could wall. And by the way, they've got a heck of a quarterback at Georgia, right? They've got good receivers at Georgia. The talent pool in that state's ridiculously good. And so the ceiling for Georgia is, is typically going to be higher than Tennessee in, in any given year. So I, I think it speaks a lot to Tennessee, the culture, and the hype to be able to keep Kelsey Pope. Yeah, so, it, you know, I was a big fan of the Kelsey Pope promotion when it happened because, according to all reports, he was the guy who kind of developed Cedric Tillman uh, when they first got when they first hired him. So, Jimmy, how is Kelsey Pope one of the most underrated members on this staff? I mean, Georgia wanted him, and he developed Cedric Tillman, and then after he became the actual on-field assistant coach, he turned Jalen Hyatt into a Blitnikoff winner. Is this a guy we're really overlooking as someone who could kind of climb the ranks in Heupel's offense? Probably. And the way I say probably, um, I did not think the receivers performed that well last year. Was that Pope's fault? Did he have a lack of talent? Was Dante Thornton more worried about his NIL money than catching passes? I I don't know. I think this year is going to be a huge year for Kelsey Pope. Um, Now, and going back to what you said, Cedric Tillman was a guy that I thought he, – he caught eight passes his first three years at Tennessee. I didn't think he was any good based on his production. Well, I was wrong, and so were the staff that had him before. Uh, Hyatt had drop problems uh, the first year, and then when he was able to catch it and gain some confidence, he was a fantastic college receiver. This, to me, is a very defining year for Pope, though. I want to see what he can do with this group. He's obviously got to mix in somebody that didn't – that hasn't been productive. See, you got White, you got McCoy. Thornton didn't do much last year, and just when it looked like he was turning the corner, he got hurt. You're bringing in a transfer from Tulane. You're bringing in a five-star. I want to see what the receivers do this year. This, this to me, Caleb, is a big year in defining just how good Pope is. He's already proven 
uh, on a couple of occasions to do a really good job. This year, though, will be, I think, a challenge to see if Tennessee's receiving core can get back to where it had been previously. Portions of the program brought to you by Boundless Moving. That's who I use. Boundless Moving, uh, from anywhere from a two-hour minimum to turnkey operations, they've got you covered. Their motto is personal service without limits. It's not just their tagline. It's part of who they are. It's their DNA. Boundless Moving, whether you're moving and you, you want it all taken care of, or you just want the heavy stuff picked up like me. And I certainly wanted that boundless moving. I highly endorse them, support our sponsors. That's why we're here. Where does Kelsey Pope rank among the best recruiters on Tennessee staff? Is that for, to be frankly, I don't know. Oh, Jimmy, that. that's what you It's, it's I, I don't tough know now. With There's so much cross-recruiting. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you, it is tough now to determine who's in charge of who with cross-recruiting. How? And I, I've noticed that as, as well. You used to be able to point to one assistant coach and say Dan Brooks brought in eight guys, right? And that was a former yes. uh, defensive, defensive tackle coach for Tennessee. It, is, is that a trend that – that you believe Tennessee's on the front end of, or is that just the trend in, in college football now? Because I hear guys talking about prospects talking about uh, coach blank, and he's actually just an analyst, um, but they consider him a coach. Do you think that's just kind of the way football is going now? Or is that Tennessee's uh, approach to recruiting? I think it's the way football is going now. Uh, and, and to your point, Tennessee said quality control coaches that have been the lead on getting some players to come to Tennessee used to be that coaches were assigned an area and if Dan Brooks got a guy to North Carolina, it was Dan Brooks. But now you've got a coach recruiting an area. Then the position coach goes in, the head coach goes in a quality control coach may be the first to make a contact. And then when he develops a relationship, he hands it off to the position coach. So to me, it's really hard to figure all that out. Um, and I thought of Rodney Garner as a really good recruiter through the years, but it's hard for me to see where he's got his fingerprints on a lot of players that are coming to Tennessee right now. So I do think it's harder to, to determine that. Uh, from what I hear, Kelsey Pope is a good recruiter, but uh, how would I rank him on the staff? I, I really don't know. I'd, I'd probably put him in the top four or five, but I, I, don't, know how to, I don't know how to rank him whether he should be one, two, or three, or four in that in this group. Um, he's, Caleb, I want to kick it to you. He's he's young and relatable, but he probably doesn't have the same connections that a Garner mm -hmm. would because he's been around a little bit longer. And uh, the ghost of Johnny Major says, hi, Dave, Caleb, and the legend, Jimmy Himes, the legend. We, can, we should call this Legendary Wednesdays with Jimmy. Uh. <laughs> no, you yeah, so uh, Kelsey Pope, he has Alabama ties, which is valuable because he's from Alabama and he played at uh, Samford uh, from 2010 to 2013. Um, he did spend two years in Ohio. He spent two years in Georgia. And then he spent, he's been in Tennessee since 2019, to be honest, uh, not at Tennessee itself, but Tennessee tech Gardner web. Um, and so I, I would say that, I mean, I feel like spending time in those places has to give him some recruiting connections. I think with Kelsey Pope more than anything, I think it's his age. He's the guy, he's the guy that really relates to recruits on just a regular personal level. And I think that helps a mm -hmm. lot. I think that's the biggest 
asset he brings as a recruiter to the table. And But the other thing is, I think for Kelsey Pope, I mean, I look at staff members and I think some are primary recruiters and some are developers of talent. Some are both. Like Rodney Garner recruits well and he coaches well. I think Kelsey Pope, the focus is more on just his actual developing of wide receivers. I think he actually is involved in the game planning room with Heupel and Joey Halsley. I, I, I think Kelsey Pope is more along that lines of a staff member. Jimmy, where where would you in, yeah. in terms and, of Tennessee recruiting? Go, go ahead, Jimmy. I'm sorry, we're having connection issues. My apologies. Go right ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that in terms of Garner and Pope, um, while I think they're assets and, and very good recruiters, the styles on the field couldn't be any more different. Garner's <laughs> a chew you out, kick you in the butt, and then love you after practice. Kelsey Pope is a guy that. Uh, encourages you. He had to really work with Jalen Hyatt to restore his confidence. He's a pat you on the back. Yes, you're capable of doing this. Yes, you've got a great ceiling. Yes, you have a lot of talent. That's his style, which is a complete opposite of Garner, and yet both get a lot of production out of their position players. Yep, they do. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, Paul Feinbaum made some news, as, as Paul tends to do. He wasn't a fan of the 12 team college football playoff. He thought that the, it, it should be a lower number. I always thought it would be eight or 16, 12 kind of caught me off guard. If you can take me back to when you heard 12. And if I remember correctly, it was just like a news break in the middle of the day that nobody saw coming Jimmy. But when you heard 12, what was your, your first response reaction? That that wasn't the right number. I thought it should be an even number. I thought it should be eight or 16. And, and now, on the other hand, I get the 12 in that you're trying to say we're going to reward four teams of the first round by. And so the rate, that puts a little bit more emphasis on the regular season. Um, if you go to – I actually proposed 16 when I was a teenager writing for a newspaper in Louisiana because it, it just looked like a good, good round number to me. Uh, so, but I thought 12 was kind of, I, I get the thinking behind it so that it seed, you get that by, you get every there should be some value to it. You do that in the NFL, right? With a couple of teams getting by. So I understand that, but I like the idea of going to 16. I, to me, that would be, that's the number I like. And uh, it gives more opportunity for more teams. Uh, it also, look at the percentage of teams that get into tournaments on the NCAA level and in other sports, it's more in line percentage. The NCAA men's basketball tournament is 68, right? 350. So uh, I, I like the number of 16. So, oh, Jimmy, I believe we lost Jimmy for a minute. Did you lose Jimmy? Oh, I think we got Jimmy's frozen up uh, a little bit. So, what would be your perfect number, Caleb? We'll work on uh, getting Jimmy uh, reconnected. What would be your perfect number? Would you have gone eight or 16? I personally was an eightist. I would have gone eight. 
perfect number is zero. No well, playoff. Um, but if you had to pick one, let's bring. So, because my perfect for my perfect format would have been a plus one, Jimmy. I was with you with the buy with the twelve teams initially, but then I thought about it this week because you know Notre Dame is fine mm-hmm. with the new playoff rule where they have to they don't get a buy because here's why the buy is kind of a scam because to get that extra week of rest you have to win your extra cut game which is your conference championship so you still really don't get any advantage mm-hmm. so you're actually better off not playing for your conference championship and just getting a home playoff game to play the first round and so i think that's the flaw with the 12 team playoff I thought it was eight, and and people are going to go crazy on me on this. I don't care because my job, my my focus has always been preserving the regular season. I like the idea of eight with now there's five, there's four power conferences. I like the idea of eight with five auto bids, the power four, and then the best team of the rest of of, of, of the lower five. That, to me, puts together an exciting playoff. But most importantly, preserves the regular season. Because if you have eight with five auto bids, you still have created a situation where every single regular season game matters. And that's what matters to me, is I want every single regular season game to matter. 12 with with twelve with seven at-large bids? I mean, you're, you've created a scenario now where top five matchups don't really matter that much outside of seeding. And that's, I think, something that's... It, it goes against the fabric of what made college football, the, to me, my favorite sport to watch period. I mean, the great, the greatest game I've ever seen in any sport ever is the 2013 Alabama Auburn kick six. That, that game would be irrelevant in this playoff format. No one would care because they're both going to the playoff. Jimmy, Caleb and I disagree on that. I think that's a little strong. You. It broke up a little bit. Uh, He likes, he favors eight. Well, I favor and eight. He favors zero. zero. He's the playoff. He's, yeah, he's cons- yeah he's concerned about the regular season and said that Auburn and Alabama regular the kick season. six game. Yes. So, your thoughts on the regular season and how it affects the regular season? Well, I, I think that you. I think the regular season should mean something. So, I, I'm I'm with Caleb on that. I I think it obviously it means a whole lot when you only got four. Uh, and this is one of the few years where the fifth place or sixth place team could argue uh, because there were two teams that were left out that were really good, Ohio State and Georgia, this past year. A lot of times at the fourth team and thought they don't even belong in there. But I, I like the idea. Uh, I'm, I'm more in tune to 16. I still think you preserve the regular season to a degree. And also, here's a part of that, too. Are you going to play those first-round games on campus now that you've gone from, from four to 16? I think I think college football playoff games on campus in the first round would be exhilarating. I think it'd be fantastic to see that. I could imagine Tennessee hosting a game at Neyland Stadium in a college football playoff and how electric that atmosphere would be. No doubt about it. Uh, Jimmy, why do you think they did settle at 12 before we let you out of here? I think that they were trying to um, – uh, reward teams that would be the top four seeds. I think that was a part of it. Uh, and they didn't stop at eight because they wanted to give more access to other teams. They want to get more at-large teams, uh, i.e., the SEC and the Big Ten wanted more at-large bids because the majority of those bids are going to go to them, I think. So I think that's one reason they 
they skip from eight to 12 is to get more teams from their more at-large bids and to um, uh, raise more money for those particular conferences because those are the two that will help the most. By the way, I saw where somebody said Notre Dame should join a conference. I think they're looking at joining the Pac-12. So um, they, they oh. could probably win a three-team league and get that automatic <laughs> bid. But that was – but see that, Jimmy, it's funny you bring up Notre Dame because what do you think? You know, everybody thought that they they were dancing on Notre Dame's grave last week because they were like, oh, yeah, Notre Dame can't get a first round by. And Notre Dame is the one laughing because they're like, yeah, but we're not in a conference. So we don't have to play that extra conference title game. So it's it they it was either win a conference title game or just get a home yeah. playoff game in the first round. I love, I love me. Well, they also don't three. have to split the money with anybody. Yeah, so Notre Dame still comes out winning in this. Like the idea, they, they yeah, didn't care. Right. It's yeah, they don't care. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy, where do you think this this number ends up? So we don't like twelve. I'm actually okay with twelve. I actually really like the way they did it. And you know, usually I'm I'm this dissenting opinion, but I really like the way they did it in retrospect. But what do you think we end up with three, four, five years, maybe even ten years from now? I think it's going to be 12, and for two reasons. The SEC wants it, and the Big Ten wants it. And I think they've got more clout than anybody. So that's why I think they will stay at 12, because you've got two conferences, the most powerful conferences, that want it. So, Good stuff. So, Jimmy, uh, we certainly appreciate the time, as always. Uh, Have a uh, great rest of the week, and we will uh, talk to you soon. You join us every Wednesday. Is that correct? Every Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's, it's hump day. Yeah. Yeah, every Wednesday. Hooker hump day. Yeah. yeah. Dave, I'll see you at the Big Orange Tip-Off Club. All right. I'll see you in just a little bit. I appreciate it, Jimmy. I don't know how I got my days completely messed up, but I did. Uh, I love Jimmy visiting with us. Uh, Dave, what do you – Yes. All right, here's a question. Okay. Tennessee's playing Georgia for the SEC title. Okay. Both are in the playoff. Okay. In the SEC championship game. Yes. Okay. Both are in the playoff. Both are in the playoff, no matter what. Okay. The loser probably gets a home playoff game in the first round. The winner gets a bye. Okay. Okay. You're Tennessee. You can try to win that game and potentially lose have to play a first round game or you could play that game hard and maybe win and you get a first round buy or you could rest all of your starters not play that game is effectively a buy for you and instead of playing that game you can just go ahead and focus on your home playoff game in the first round against a group of against a mountain west champion here's here's why that doesn't work because I see what you're getting at, and that's what the NFL does in weeks, what, 16, 17, and 18 now, or however they do it. Um, that's that's what they do. They'll they'll sit their starters, and I get that. But but this means something. This means something to the kids. Um, this means something to the coaches. It means something for future recruiting. So you're never going to get in the point where you would essentially throw a game like they do in the NFL. That's never going to happen. So, and and not to just quote Herm Edwards and take the easy way out, but you play to win the game. I mean, that it is still a, a game in which every single game is of major importance. Is it 
as important as it used to be regular season games? No, but it's still very, very important. It's not like Major League Baseball or the NBA where you play so many games that, goodness gracious, you could go on a six-game losing streak and and still win a championship. So, no, I I don't think you in any shape, form, or fashion throw a game. I don't think you in any shape, form, or fashion take it easy to better yourself or rest yourself. You go out there and you play to win the game and you get better because of it. You can't, that's not an athlete's mentality, particularly in football. Football, let's say you see Georgia again and you've taken it easy against them. You can't tell me there's not a little bit of a a voice in the back of your head that said, oh, that team already beat us once. I don't know. No, I I understand the, the conniving that you're doing Caleb, I get the point, but it's just not a good fit for for college football. Would you basically you're faced with? I don't care if it's good for college football. This is the problem with the playoff. They they incentivize it to be bad. Would no, you it's rather? not. It's not good for the teams. It's okay, not. All it's, things not we, it's not good for a team to go out there and say, "Don't worry about this game." Because we might see these guys later, wait, or can still win a championship here in a month. Dave, hold, okay, just. Second, okay, to get to the second round of the playoff, to get to the second round of the playoff, would you rather have to beat Georgia on a neutral field or have to beat Boise State at home? To make the second round, well, it it does. Well, I understand beating Boise State at home would be easier than beating Georgia on a neutral field. On a on a neutral field, I mean, I don't understand your argument though, because if Tennessee lost and they were in the top. If they were five to eight, they would host Boise State. That's my point. If Tennessee loses, they'll host Boise State. If they win, they'll get a bye. However, either way, it's to get to the second round of the playoff as I'll a top four What are you talking about? I would no, take the bye. Wait, wait, wait. But to get the bye, you have to beat Georgia. So why even try to beat Georgia? Just rest your starters why and focus on beating Georgia beat State Georgia. at home. What are you talking about? Why would I'm you sorry? You are stuck in this whole like they have Not destroyed rivalries. They destroyed rivalries there, in regular no, no, seasons. No, 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 when I go out there to play a game, I go out there to win. I'm resting every one of my starters. I'm resting every one of my starters That's, now. I'm going to show up the SEC because Greg Sinke was stupid for trying to get this 12 team playoff. This is his fault, and I'm going to show him up in the in the SEC championship game. I'm going to humiliate him. I'm resting every one of my starters. Completely absurd. Completely absurd. I'm not doing even it. with it's, the realm of not even with the realm of consideration. It is Greg Sankey's fault. Because, a because Greg Sankey's the guy who's getting you a lot of money, maybe not as much as you think. Greg Sankey is the guy who put together the SEC championship game and the, his predecessors put together the SEC SEC championship game to be a showcase for the conference. There's too much pride involved in what these guys every do every day. If you told a Tennessee football player, hey, you're going to take it easy against Georgia so they can help you in your playoff seating because this, that, whatever, then what's going to happen? Your players are going to laugh at you. If I've mentioned that to Cooper Mays or Brew McCoy, who we visited with last week, they laugh. They you think have, they can go out and beat Georgia. What if it's you? What if you're a three point favorite? Are you still going to go out there and throw it? What I'm saying is you have incentivized throwing that game for the playoff sake. There should not, you actually kind of get a reward because you get a rest by throwing the game, and then you just have to beat Boise State at home. And like that, that beating Boise State at home is better than beating Georgia for a first round bye. 
Well, God bless you. You're a great man, but I think you've gone a little bit crazy on this. You one. will Rick see Perry. this. You will see this when it happens, and I will. And you will come back here, and you will be like, "Wow, I Caleb, can you promise right. you, no one is going. to Maybe not in the SEC, but in some conference in the Big Ten, happen. it'll happen. No, nope. I guarantee it's, it's not going to happen. Book it. Michigan, Ohio State, they're going to rest their starters for a game. Both of them. Watch. There's no way. There's no way that ever happens. Rick Terry Jewelry Design, they want to be your jeweler. Looking for affordable game day jewelry. How about the Fire Opals, a Tennessee tradition? RickTerryJewelry.com. RickTerryJewelry.com. Caleb's throwing games. The Vols aren't going to throw a game tonight as they play Auburn. Our poll question, which is on the YouTube page now, would absolutely love to get your vote on this because I wrote a column about it. And I will admit that I was a little unsure about my stance on it. Thoughts on Bruce Pearl. It's that simple. One and back. Don't look, Caleb. Don't look. Okay, because I, I want to I wanna tell you, because I'm surprised by the numbers. One and back is a choice. One and to lose a lot. In other words, you're just angry with him still because he lied to the NCAA and lied to UT. And the other is just another coach. So you haven't looked, right, Caleb? I have not looked. Okay. What do you think? What do you think is leading right now? Just another coach. Just another coach just took the lead. One and back is second still to this day. And then it's 42% just another coach, 37% wanting back, 21% wanting to lose a lot. So they're the ones that detest him. Do those numbers surprise you at all? That still 37% would want him back? It does surprise me. It does surprise me. But I look back and I think, you know, maybe this has something to do with, um, again, it's the brand of basketball. It's the brand. The brand of basketball was so entertaining. It wasn't just a, it wasn't just the wins and losses. But I mean, you brought it up yesterday. Bruce Pearl was about at a seventy percent clip rate at Tennessee, right? Like so. Yeah, he I was. mean, this dude was winning at a pretty high level. So I, I think that's what it has to do with. But look, that was that's the best six year run that Tennessee basketball's ever had. There's not a close second. So. I mean, you could take you could take any four years during that period, and it'd be the best four year run Tennessee's ever had during Bruce Pearl's six years. Now, let me say this: if Rick Barnes were to make the Final Four this year, which is a big, huge if, okay, given his record, would this be the greatest six year run? Why don't you take a look at that? And because I don't know, but I want to ask you: would that be a better six year run than what Bruce Pearl did? discuss with Caleb Calhoun. I'm Dave Hooker. Vote on the poll question. And coming up, uh, we will discuss the Vols preparing to fight the NCAA in 2022. In other words, Tennessee and the Spire Group may have well known that all this Nico stuff was going to happen, that this lawsuit was going to happen because they didn't wait until the past couple of weeks to hire lawyers. They hired them way back in 2022. Interesting, interesting news. Two minutes, Caleb Calhoun, Dave Hooker off the Sports. Sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts. Ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK Vision Correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center. Ah. 
Sports Treasures in North Knoxville is one of the South's largest sports cards and memorabilia dealers, featuring over 10 million sports cards from vintage to modern. Sports Treasures carries a full line of hobby boxes, singles, autographed memorabilia, Tennessee Vol collectibles, fan cave decorations, and so much more. See a museum full of collectibles at Sports Treasures, 4819 North Broadway in Fountain City, and Sports Treasures on Facebook. Sports Treasures, where the real sports fan goes to shop. Have you seen the latest TriStar Hats Co. product? TriStar Hats Co.? What's that? You know, those really cool hats, shirts, tumblers, and even license plates with three stars like the official Tennessee flag and stripes like the American flag. Pretty patriotic if you ask me. Ah, gotcha. Seen those. Those are cool. Where can I get them? Simple. TriStarHatsCo.com. And if you order now, there's 10% on any order $50 or more. Plus, use the promo code HOOKED. With the promo code HOOKED, you get 10% off. That's hooked. And don't forget free shipping with any order over 50 bucks. Stock up at TriStarHatsCo.com. That's TriStarHatsCo.com. There are plenty of wannabes out there, so make sure you go to TriStarHatsCo.com for the best quality and customer service. Will do, and I'll be sure to use the promo code HOOKED. That's hooked when I do to save an additional 10% off. TriStarHatsCo.com. TriStar Hats Co. is a trademark of TriStar Hats Co. LLC. Any use without express written consent is prohibited. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney. Play to win, BanksJones.com. Uh, who's this guy? Hello, wizard! The Dave Hooker Show, Ooh. a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. What? YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the free Off the Hook Sports app. Back to Dave Hooker. We just told you about TriStar Hats Co. And TriStar Hats are unbelievable. You see the one sitting right over my shoulder. Go to TriStarHatsCo.com. They have new spring styles that are out. And they look fantastic. Even if you just want to support the state of Tennessee, uh, as opposed to the University of Tennessee, if you're not a Tennessee fan. But either way, they've got all kinds of trucker hats and structured hats. They've got youth clothing and accessories. They're all right there at TriStarHatsCo.com. Use the promo code HOOKED. That's HOOKED. And get uh, free shipping. So check it out. Again, it's fantastic. TriStarHatsCo.com. Check out that hat. That's a nice-looking trucker's cap right there that I think you will definitely enjoy. And everybody will be where'd you get that hat? TriStarHatsCo.com. Dot com support our sponsors please that's why we're here and you would look great in one of these hats caleb so if tennessee made the final four this year would that be a better six-year run than bruce pearl well, that's hard to quantify on. because in that six-year one would be the COVID shortened season where there was no ncaa tournament and i'm not sure if tennessee would have made it that year but i would still say that would it would be it would still be better yes it would it would surpass Pearl's six-year run even if they even if they would have missed the NCAA tournament that year, because here's the question: Would you take five? Would you take six straight NCAA tournaments in an Elite Eight run, or five NCAA tournaments in six years in a Final Four run? Oh, not to mention Bruce Pearl did gonna have it. I'm going to take the Final Four run. Yeah, and by the way, not to mention during that time during that run. Rick Barnes had an SEC tournament championship, something Bruce Pearl never got. 
And something that could add to it is if this year he wins the SEC regular season title, that Bruce Pearl just won that once. They both reached number one, but Bruce Pearl only did it for a week and Barnes did it for like three weeks in 2019. So there's a lot, I think, that's more. I, I think that, that I, I would I think you would go with Barnes' six year run. I would I do. I think you would now I would also factor in the style of play, which I think is more exciting. So which would you rather go through? I mean, that was chucking up threes and the way they were playing up and down. That was fun. So if it were 50, 50, I'd probably go towards Pearl to be, but that style, we have to be fair here. One of the reasons Pearl style was so fun when he first took over and he made the splash was let's be honest, Dave Pearl. I'm not saying he walked into a lot of talent, but he walked into a group of players that were the perfect fit for what he wanted to do. Right. I mean, (laughs) You walk into CJ, Chris Lofton, the greatest shooter in SEC history, and you want to run up and down and shoot before they get the ball up the court. You got CJ Watson, a 10-year NBA point guard, to manage the offense. You got Jawan Smith, Dane Bradshaw. I mean, Pearl walked into the perfect fit for what he wanted to run. And you uh, noticed, by the way, when Lofton left, things changed a bit and how he could run that system. Yeah, and I think – in some ways, I know Lofton's a fan favorite, but I think in some ways his impact on the game was undervalued, the way he stretched the floor. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, tonight, how the, the the fans will react. I've actually got a date night, so I'm going to the to the game. So I want to thank uh, our good friend uh, T. Scott Jones for hooking me up with some uh, pretty good tickets. I'll be hanging out with his family tonight. And uh, coming up, I want to get into... <sighs> The whole Nico situation. And it sounds like Tennessee knew that they were going to be an, under another investigation. And it sounds like that Tennessee was prepared for it. Let's go ahead and dig into that right now. Tennessee hired lawyers back in 2022. Now, last I checked, the second notice of allegations that was supposed to come and the potential investigation that was broke by Pat Forty and some other national news people happened in 2024. Do I have my years wrong, Caleb, or did Tennessee know something might be coming down the pike? It sounds like Tennessee knew something might be coming down the pike. And I think Tennessee was forward thinking enough to say that they wanted to, this is weird to say, Tennessee wanted the fame for going after the NCAA. They were planning to. They were planning to be the. They were planning to be the big dogs on campus from the start, um, according to this. And this is reporting from Adam Sparks of Knoxville News Sentinel. Uh, their internal documents that UT spent tens of thousands of, do- of dollars on lawyers to look out for the interest of Nico Iamaliava, as well as other as well as other athletes in the NIL space. By the time he had enrolled at Tennessee in December of 2022, they had hired expert help to get ahead of NCAA investigators who were targeting specific schools for breaking NIL rules that were ultimately ruled invalid by federal court. So keep in mind, Dave, Tennessee was under investigation by the NCAA in this time for actual violations they committed under Jeremy Pruitt. That hadn't wrapped up yet. Is this the most brazen thing? That's ever been done by a school in the history of of schools? Well, the only way I can answer that, and Kaylin here on the message board has given us a great intro to uh, answer the the very question, was Tennessee astute 
or just paranoid, it's Four Downs, and it's brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spas. Four Downs brought to you by Dynasty Spas, the most comfortable spas made in the United States of America, right here in East Tennessee. Drop in for the all-new showroom in Athens, Dynasty Spas, perfect for all four seasons. Four Downs, presented by Off the Hook Sports. All right, let's jump in the hot tub with the one and only Cooper Mays. Coop, what are people supposed to do? Cooper Mays here. Hit like and subscribe. And what down is it? Coop here. First down. All right. So Kalen uh, GBO on our message board says great recruiting tool. I agree. And that wasn't going to be one of my four questions because that shows that you're looking out and you're proactively thinking about the student athlete and that any promise they make you can't be undone. Jaden Rashada, even though that was undone by their ineptitude, it was undone. I think this is a great recruiting tool and you go to them and you say, listen, and they probably already have. I'm making you this promise of X amount, whatever X amount is you're going to get. I don't care if we get sued or not. You're going to get it from us. I think it is a good recruiting tool. I thought that was a good point by, uh, by our friend Kalen there. Oh, it's a heck of a recruiting tool. It's a heck of a recruiting tool. They knew being out of the front of this NIL fight was going to be a recruiting tool. That's why they did this. That's why they were preparing in December of 2022 they knew they were breaking retroactive NCAA rules. This is what is going to tell me this. It's some Tennessee's defense is a lie, not the state suing Virginia, but the Vols defense is a lie. And you guys may not like hearing this. Their argument is the NCAA has been unfairly changing the rules on them consistently. So it's hard to keep up and it's unfair to retroactively enforce rules. That's fine. That's fair. They were breaking the NIL rules, though, after those rules were passed, and they knew they were breaking those NIL rules. They just didn't care because they were ready for this to go to court. Yep, and they were ready for it to go to court, and it did. And what did they do? They won easy. And then also on the message board, tells these kids will go to battle for them, and absolutely it does. What down, Coop? Cooper Mays here. Second down. All right, second down. So – do you think Nico knew about all this during it or did they keep it from him because you don't want to hear about lawyers involved in your recruiting and stuff? I mean, I, I see how it can be used as a positive and we're taking care of you. But by the same token, I could also see myself saying, you know, it might be easier just to go to Southern California and not worry about all this mess because lawyers involved with recruiting just sounds weird, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. Nico, um, you think I don't he knew? Know. I don't know. I don't know if he knew. I don't think because I, I don't know if Nico would have wanted the smoke. So maybe they didn't tell him so they could make sure that they so they could make sure that he stayed committed. I don't know about you, but I don't go on our message boards and our uh, hookers corner and announce when I've hired a lawyer. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. What down, Coop? Tennessee Center, Cooper Mays here. Third down. It is third down, and third down is this smarter slimy. Both. <laughs> Cop out. Cop both. out. Both. You. Bullshit. It's both. No. I mean, no. No. You have to take one. I'm not. No. Lying. It's both. Just like, by the way, when Greg Popovich used to do load management for the Spurs and rest his starters when they were playing national TV games on the you road. You your load management. Is it smart or slimy? You got to pick one. 
It's both. It's smart and slimy. Yeah, it's I, smart and slimy. No, it's both. I, I know. More, I can... more smart or more slimy? Well, it's more smart because if they didn't do it, somebody else would have done. Would have taken the NCAA out anyway. So, okay, I'll go smart, and here's why: If Tennessee didn't do it, somebody would have. Why not? Why not you do it and you get all the fame and glory and love from recruits for doing it? Okay, mine's more slimy. I mean, it's a little slimy, isn't it? I mean. Come on. I mean, just go hire lawyers because you're divvying out money to players that not so long ago was deemed the most, uh, most, the worst sin possible. Isn't that, I don't know. That's, that's a lot. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to, here's why it's also smart. We had been talking about how Spire Sports has just been talking too much. They've been way too open about all the money they're given. Have they? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, you're still in number four. You're still at number four. Oh, you got, okay. I, I tell you what. I tell you what. Let's do this. All SEC center Cooper Mays here. Fourth down. You ask the question. How about that? Because I know exactly where you're going because that's where I was going. Were we wrong to criticize Spire Sports for being so out front with the money they were paying players? And I think we were because I think they knew the whole time this was coming down the pipe. I'll give you my answer. Four downs brought to you by Dynasty Pools and Spogs. Imagine having the best spas made right here in the United States of America in your backyard. Dynasty Pools and Spas, their showroom is open in Athens right off the interstate. You can stop by and check out the best hot tubs and spas in the market. And then delivery, yes, they can do that. It's Knoxville or Chattanooga. They've got complete support spa cover and chemicals to keep your spa bubbling at its best. They also have pool chemicals as well dynasty pools and spas amazing discounts for first responders military and even some blemish models that can save you a ton and no one will ever notice mention off the hook sports get five hundred dollars off mention off the hook sports get five hundred dollars off dynasty pools and spas go to dynasty pools and spas.com or stop by that showroom in athens dynasty pools and spas.com dynasty pools and spas Guys, need you to go to Dynasty Pools and Spas. Use the promo code Off the Hook uh, Sports, or just mention Off the Hook Sports. Get five hundred dollars off, and all these chemicals uh, and all of these spas are locally made. So get to that showroom in Athens, and they'll deliver it to your house with everything you need. Best prices and just an incredible showroom. You're going to love DynastyPoolsAndSpas.com. If you just want to order your chemicals, support our sponsors. That's why they're here. Yes, there is no doubt in my mind that Spire Sports leaked. The contract to David Ubbin of The Athletic, that they let that number get out there and they didn't care because they thought they were on the right side of the law. And as it turns out, they were. So while I have criticized when I thought it's time to criticize different entities, including Spire Sports, I am going to give them a major, major, major amount of applause because that was pretty smooth. If that's what they did from the get, get a lot of attention just to basically get the NCAA interested so you could then kind of counter-sue them, that's pretty ingenious, Caleb. Oh, it was beyond ingenious. And let's – guys, Tennessee's got it. I told you all when he was hired, and I'm not a cheerleader. At my old job, and I'm my old spot covering Tennessee – the day he was hired, I said John Curry was an awful hire for Tennessee. I was proven right. 
the day he was hired, I said Danny White was the biggest home run hire Tennessee's ever made. And this guy has been forethinking on everything. We're talking about a guy, Dave, who hung a national championship banner at UCF when they went undefeated and weren't invited to the college football playoff. Actually, like, you found a legal rule with the NCAA loopholes to claim a national championship. So they're in the NCAA record books as a split national champion with Alabama in 2017. Okay. Tennessee, the cockiest team in the nation. Yes, they are. I'm going to go yes. ahead and answer my yes. question. Yeah. Are they the cockiest program or just Tennessee football, the cockiest team? Oh, I don't mean the players individually program. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. They're the cockiest program in the nation. It's Travis, hilarious, though. Uh, Travis says, I uh, can't believe Dave just missed a lawyer segue. Well, I really didn't because we're brought to you represented by Banks and Jones. Banks and Jones? Well, it's because they're Tennessee's trial attorney. You can play to win with Banks and Jones because they'll go to trial. You've heard of other lawyers. They say they'll go to trial and fight for you. They won't. They just want to settle. That's the easiest way out. Well, that's not Banks and Jones, led by T. Scott Jones. They won't settle. They'll go to trial for you. Tennessee's trial attorney. They play to win. Truly, Tennessee's trial attorney when it comes to criminal defense or personal injury. Why settle? Banks and Jones. T. Scott Jones. Banksandjones.com. So, who do you think, if this was the plan, concocted it? Do you think it was Danny White, or do you think it was someone from Spire Sports? Or who would you credit this to, or do we really even know? I think it was Danny White. I think Danny White is so extremely forward-thinking. I think he went to lawyers, and he went to Spire Sports, and he went to Donnie Plowman, and he basically said, could we do this? Could we pull this off? And so he went to Spire Sports and went to some attorneys and said, what are our chances? They probably all told him it's pretty good. Then he went to Donde Plowman and he probably said, do you care if we do this? Now, Spire Sports might have been in on it with him. It might have been collaborative because Spire Sports, like if you're a collective, you want to get out in front and say that you're the largest collective, don't you? You want that on your name. Yeah, so, being braggadocious is actually a good trait in that field. Yeah, exactly. So... I think in that regard, I don't think Spire Sports was going to sit there and say, I'm uncomfortable doing this. No. Okay. Like, I think Spire Sports was a pretty like, yeah, man, let's go. It's like, it's like. Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, because they can't get, they couldn't have gotten in any trouble. Yeah, they could. I mean, they can just, uh, they just can keep cruising on and, and they'll be just fine. We got Caleb back here. Caleb, you were saying they what? Oh, did I did I get cut out for a second? You, you cut out for just a second. We were having one of those days. Go ahead and tell me what you were going to say. Yeah, no, I absolutely firmly believe that Spire Sports was all was totally involved from the start. But I think this was Danny White's idea. I'm 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 fairly I I'm, I'm fairly convinced this was Danny White's idea. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Uh, I don't know if he got lucky or not, but it worked out. Um, it would be an interesting book. I'm not writing in another book, by the way, but it would be an interesting book to write, uh, to talk, uh, to get some of those behind the scenes type of uh, type of thoughts.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk some crude, um, if you're okay with that. Um, but first, we're going to go with this day in uh, Tennessee sports history. What do you got for me, Caleb? Because this day in Tennessee sports history is brought to you by our fantastic friends at Sports Treasures, carrying over 5 million sports treasures and so much more. Follow on Facebook for the best sports memorabilia daily updates. Go to Sports Treasures TN on Facebook and follow them, Sports Treasures TN. Be sure and follow us on Twitter at off the OTH Sports Media at the Dave Hooker at Caleb Calhoun, uh, but especially follow Sports Treasures because you'll get some great ball stuff at a great, great price. Love that place. And they've got a signing coming up, I believe, with Dylan Sampson right around the corner. So this day in Tennessee sports history brought to you by Sports Treasures. What do you got? 25 years ago today, Tennessee was the defending national champions in football. And then they did something crazy in basketball, which is they completed a sweep of the defending national champion, Kentucky Wildcats. They were, it was earlier in the year, they had beaten Kentucky at Rupp Arena 47 to 46 in a, just an ugly game. Uh, they won that game and Michael Jordan retired the next day. Just funny story. But uh, ten- later in the year, Tennessee beats Kentucky in the final regular season game of the 98-99 season, 68-61. to That win clinched them not just a sweep of Kentucky for the first time ever, but the SEC Eastern Division title, which at the time there were still division titles in, in college basketball with the SEC with how they awarded things as they finished 12-4 and in the SEC. They ended up finishing that season in the top 25, going 21 and 9 and 12 and 4, as they had the greatest coach in history and Jerry Green running them. Yeah, that he was he was incredible. Let's go, let's go out there and uh, let's do two hours of street ball. I mean, my impression, the only person that does a better impression of Jerry Green than me is Chris Lowe. And his is uh, spot on. Hey, look what we found. We were cleaning out and moving and stuff. Check this out. The College Bowl Preview TV Guide. This is an original. The Vols roll. Check that out. That I'm, is epic. That is one? epic. How about this one? Rugged Volunteers. I want to put that on there too. Peyton later. Manning is not rugged though. Like the idea that Peyton Manning is rugged. He's the most polished superstar of all time. I think he's rugged. I think he's tough. You ever been around him? He's not afraid no, to think- call you out. I've asked a question that he thought was dumb in a press conference setting, and he called me out. Uh, I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying about Peyton is that, uh, like, he's uh, – no, I know he's tough. He can be tough, and, like, he like he was really, he was able to get hit in the NFL, but, like, Peyton's whole, like, thing was trying to avoid getting hit as much as possible, which was smart. I think he should. Like, but, like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and call him rugged. Uh, okay, maybe not rugged. Uh, Caitlin says his forehead is rugged. Travis says my 23-year-old twins have no idea what a TV guide is. They don't. 
And I haven't seen one in forever. That's why I thought it was so cool uh, to see this one. But back in the day, here's what you young ones don't realize, is that not every game was televised. And sometimes they were really hard to find. So those TV gods were important. Uh, they, they were very important. I didn't know that they made the cover. I'm guessing that's a bit of a regional uh, r- record, um, uh, regional cover, I should say. So Colton asked, uh, is that where the recording from that some total BS is from, Dave? No, I just, what I did is I called Peyton and I said, hey, do you mind recording this for me? They're like, that is total bullshit. And he said, yeah, I'll do it. And he just read it in there. No, it wasn't quite like that. May have been a podcast called uh, Smartless. Speaking of rugged, you have, can I just tell you that I don't like Cam Newton? I mean, I don't like his cockiness in interviews. He just rubs me the wrong way. I don't care if he got money or not. Cam Newton's in a fight at a seven on seven event, which you're supposed to be an adult. And he's, we, we can play the video later if you want to, Caleb, but he was involved. This is not a trying to get out of the situation or break stuff up. It leads me to the question, and I'm going to reset our poll question to this. What ball what ball quarterback would you least want to fight? By the way, wrapping up our poll question, the thoughts on Bruce Pearl, just another coach leads 57%, one in back 30%, 12% says wants him to lose a lot. So, let me ask you, Caleb, um, what Tennessee quarterback would you least want to fight? So. Oh. And these have to be starters. Like, I can't pick – you can't pick Brent Schaefer, who barely played, okay? He's going to bring he – did, He did start, though. He, he did, did start. start. He was the first freshman to start in the SEC. I'm aware of that. Uh, I was covering that team. But he, he didn't play a lot. So you can't pick a Brent Schaefer because he's going to bring a baseball bat. Um, you got to pick a guy who started, you know, a half dozen games or maybe even a season. Who would it be? Jeremy's first up with the Joe Milton. Boy, that would be a handful. Um, it, okay, it here. I was going to go Joe Milton. It should be Joe Milton. It should be. But Joe Milton himself is clearly, even though he's strong enough to win a fight with anybody, he's clearly a guy who doesn't like contact. We watched him play last year, right? Well. Yeah, that's he got it on with Jeremy Banks pretty good, I was told. I think he was trying to protect Bank, Hendon Hooker from Jeremy Banks. It doesn't matter the motivation. He got on him pretty good. Yeah, that's true. He that's true. He beat the you know what out of Banks. That's a good point. Um so maybe it is Milton. I think but there's some players who like, even though they're they would be less strong than Milton, I feel like when they turn it on, they would be able to fight. So like I think of I actually give Hendon Hooker himself, Dave. Hendon Hooker, I've, I saw him. I saw him get very feisty when he was playing. I mean, he's a very good Christian reserve guy. But then if you trigger him, he gets mad. It's he had like, that one play at the goal line. I can't remember which game against it was. Florida. Florida. Yeah, Florida. Okay, so I'm going to go Joe Milton, and then the message board says uh, T Martin. Um, T Martin is way too nice. T Martin is way too nice to ever okay, fight. Isn't so you he? want Hendon Hooker on there? Then who else are we putting on there? I'm going. My personal is Casey Clawson because I think that is a guy that may not be an incredible athlete. He's not, but he would fight dirty. That's a guy who's going to do everything he can to win and scrap. So my vote is Casey Clawson. Give us the fourth to round it out with Milton and Hooker. Before that, I can I tell you my favorite Casey Clawson story and that show that show me the his hilarious toughness. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. 
because you were covering the game. It was the Miami game of 03. Do you remember where Vince Wilfork had a clear sack on Casey Clawson, but was so undisciplined, accidentally grabbed him down by his face mask and got a 15-yard penalty? Barely. I think I remember that. Barely. So Vince Wilfork grabs him down by his face mask, falls over, and he's so mad because he had a sack, but he just was too undisciplined to actually tackle him, and he grabbed his face mask. Clawson, Vince Wilfork's on the ground. Clawson gets up and reaches over to help him get up, and it's like, you just grab my face mask. Well, let me help you up here because you just got a penalty. <laughs> it was such a Clawson move to do that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, he's uh, he had a pretty special mean streak, as uh, Caitlin says on the message board. He'd bite your toes if you kicked him in the mouth. I like that line. Don Self State Farm customer service still matters. For 40 years, they built their business on taking care of their customers. In the greater Chattanooga area, call 423-396-2126 or go to donself.net, donself.net. The thing about Don is when you make that claim, you got 40 years of customer service behind you. Everybody wants to save money, and I get that, but he's your State Farm agent in the Chattanooga area. Okay, so fourth is I'm I'm going to use my veto power. Okay, what's your veto power? Because I like the way I like uh, I like who some who got picked on the message board, Condridge Holloway. Because about, okay, but, of the group, I've only been cursed out by Condridge Holloway. Okay, what about this? Let's actually replace Hendon Hooker because uh, I think I got I got somebody who's a little more Hendon Hooker wouldn't. I've already hit the I've already hit the go. Button. Wait, you got it, but what what about too Tyler late, Bray? Too T- no, Tyler Bray. No, Tyler Bray would break a beer bottle over your head. Maybe. All right, so who do you think on the message board? Go ahead and vote. We're leaving Bray out of this. We're going to go Hendon Hooker because I like the fiery side of that. And um, what did you think of Cam Newton, though? Looking like a total jack wagon. How embarrassing is that for him? Well, do we know? I don't know. In this budding broadcasting career he has. Do we know that Cam Newton was behind the fight? I mean, or were they blindsiding him and coming at him? Like, I still don't know what caused this. Like, that's the thing that's throwing me off because, like, from what I saw, it's three guys going at Cam Newton and he's just fighting to defend himself. But I don't know what sparked the fight. I don't know what sparked the fight either. I just I have trouble. I, I will say this. No one. I mean, Cam Newton won the SEC without an offensive line. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that Auburn offensive line was horrible. I respect yeah. him as a player. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't like his attitude. I just it 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 befuddles me how people that are worth millions of dollars, and I'm assuming he hasn't blown all this money. Maybe he has, even put themselves in that situation. It can just be so easy. Why is he at a seven on seven? I, I, I don't know. Just the whole. Well, thing. he runs. A, he runs a camp. Okay, the way uh, apparently it was uh, something top shelf performance. Uh, that was another part of the camp. It was seven on seven, a youth football event. Top shelf performance was putting it on, and Cam Newton was apparently now it, it, he does have some blame. He was apparently taunting the top shelf performance people that like, and that's where I will say it's like you're at a seven on seven event, a youth football event. Why are you still doing your taunting? You know what I mean? It's like you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're, it's one thing when you were in the NFL scoring touchdowns and doing it, but like you're at a seven on seven event. Okay. Like, oh, you're going to taunt like guys that you used to work on your youth football team. And then like they shouldn't have responded in fault, but like you are right. It's apparently Cam Newton's, um, according to a lot of coaches and people there, Cam Newton's taunting sparked the event, which Cam Newton mm-hmm. does talk. 
Um, now, the guy that didn't make the list because he didn't play enough quarterback by our parameters is Jawan Jennings. He wins this if he plays enough games, right? There's I don't not a that guy at all. Jawan, well, oh, but wait, Dave, what about Albert Hainsworth? You saw Albert Hainsworth fight. <laughs> you saw him come back to the pole. Um, yeah, I've seen him fight at least three times, I think. But I mean, um, <laughs> three, way more than that. Um, but he's not a quarterback. Good no, Lord. I agree. You're right. You just picked a player that I would. That's what I was going to say. A player. The answer is Albert Hainsworth. And you know what the second answer is? Albert Hainsworth. You know what the third answer is? Albert Hainsworth. Because he also is kind of lean now, which means he's quicker. I mean, he's 40, but. He seems like the Incredible Hulk in the sense that he see from everything I've seen, is he like a, wait, wait, just hear me out. No, I, I see where you're going. He's a very nice guy, but then once he goes overboard with his anger, like once he crosses that heart rate, he loses all cool, doesn't he? Right, and his eyes turn orange. <laughs> like they start off turning orange, like Bill Bixby's would turn green. Instead, his turns orange. Meanest ball ever. That there's a real possibility that that's the case. I got I got a question of skill players though. Here's who would be rougher to fight, Jawan Jennings or our own Fred White? Oh, I wouldn't want to fight Fred. Yeah, Prime I Fred, I felt like it was the uh, enforcer for that secondary, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, and I think he, if not for a guy named Al Wilson, he would have been the enforcer for the entire defense. Al was obviously the, the top dog, but Fred was just a notch down. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to fight Fred at all. Who was the was it, Who was the running back? Wasn't there a running back that Al Wilson purposely knocked out in practice because he didn't like how he was talking so much? Yes, like with a hit? Uh, Ron Darden. That was Brian Darden. Now Wilson just knocked him out. <laughs> yeah, just didn't, like, didn't like Brian Darden, so it's time to take it out on who? Brian Darden. Um, Chattanooga Mortgage, congratulations. Your home search just got easier. Buying a home in Chattanooga has never been easier. With uh, Chattanooga Mortgage, go to chatmortgage.com, chatmortgage.com. And Tennessee Recruiting News, the Vols in Cali. I uh, got some names that you need to know. Dave wants to fight Arian Foster. No, Arian Foster called me and told me that he wanted to fight me live on the air. And I passed on that. I said, how about he a did that? Yes. Yes. He seems like so. I mean, he's like, he seems like a weed smoker. He seems so mellow. No, he texted me and said, can I come on your show? And uh, he came on my show and you could tell that he had an agenda because he immediately just turned it to from, hey, you're doing great in the NFL to, Hey, I want to fight you. Are you up for a fight? We'll put the boxing gloves on and go in the ring. And I said, how about a spelling contest? Recruiting news up next. Stay tuned. He's killed. <laughs> Dave Oker off the sports. Got cataracts. We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn at cctis.com. Hi, I'm Rick Terry, and we at Rick Terry Jewelry Designs pride ourselves in the highest quality craftsmanship from a family-owned business here in Knoxville for over 35 years. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we also take pride in being an affordable option for all your game day accessories, especially those fire opals. At Rick Terry Jewelry Designs, we want to be your jeweler every day and especially on game day. Go Vols! 
Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's your pair. We believe every day is a good day to be thirsty. With free samples on draft and lots of flavors to choose from, Tennessee Cider Company prepares a hard cider that's easy to enjoy. Some say it's the signature cider of the South. Others say it's the cure to your craving. They all say you'll savor every sip. The area of Gatlinburg has so much to offer, and so does Tennessee Cider Company. Add us to your list for shopping and fun experiences. You'll be glad you made the trip. Find our cidery in the Mountain Mall on the Gatlinburg Parkway. Sip smart. Sip the good stuff. Sip Tennessee Cider Company. Thirsty yet? Doors open at 10 a.m. This is Jacob Warren asking you to like, subscribe, and share. Dave needs this. The Dave Hooker Show, represented by Banks and Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney. Play to win, banksjones.com. You're listening to The Dave Hooker Show, a presentation of OffTheHookSports.com. The internet is full of pictures of each and every one of you. Available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and the Off The Hook Sports app. Download now for free. Is there nothing you people can't do? Also available on OffTheHookSports.com. Check out the new gear. Thanks to our friends at TriStar Hats Co., it is fantastic. TriStarHatsCo.com to order your TriStar products that are absolutely fantastic. And in conjunction with Apex Apparel Group Design, we can take care of all your promotional product needs for your business. You just go to yourapexapparel.com or call Tyler at 865-919-3001, 865-919-3001, and get 15% off your first order when you mention off the hook sports it's perfect for your company promo products screen printing and embroidery headquartered out of knoxville but a national dealer so please certainly use apex apparel for your uh, promo needs and uh, support our sponsors again that's why we're here and also uh we got a new reason for you to gamble uh, a new gambling partner we have bet us will tell you more about that your college basketball betting home, get 125% bonus on your first three deposits plus 10% gambler's insurance. If you click below, use that. That's pretty good, 125% for uh, three straight times. Pretty strong. So we thank BetUS for joining us on the show. All right, let's get some recruiting news. If Nico's just Nico, is that good enough? Because we think he's going to be really good. but don't you expect him to open up at least somewhat of a pipeline or a trickle or a faucet or something of prospects out of the California area? And I've got some names that I think you need to keep an eye on that I want to get to. But Caleb, isn't that part of the allure and the the sexiness of Nico's recruitment? Yeah, it's a huge part. And this isn't new. I mean... Dave, you know this in the, and it's not just Nico, by the way, it's Brew McCoy. 
and Nico throwing to Brew. Could you imagine that duo? Do you you remember you covered it? How much did Clawson throw into Dante Stallworth affect Tennessee recruiting in California? Huge. Huge, huge. right? Yeah, huge. 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 Yeah. huge and uh, yeah that was a huge deal and if i remember correctly both were from the northern california region too specifically right or no clausen's from southern california northridge is southern but still helped tennessee in the california region um yeah i think nico throwing to brew is going to have a huge impact on tennessee trying to recruit nationally I think Nico being at the center of the NIL debate is going to help Tennessee because, by the way, before this gets all gets settled out, California already had the most, I guess you could say, liberal NIL laws and that they just let anything go in California. And so a lot of agencies and people are already ahead of the curve when NIL with high school athletes in California. And so Tennessee now has a direct connection to that state because of their NIL and because of Nico potentially throwing to Brew and being the most dynamic quarterback-wide receiver combo in all of college football this year, which, by the way, could be very possible. Is that crazy for me to suggest that that'll be the most dynamic quarterback-wide receiver combo in football this year? Not crazy, no. I mean, odds odds would be against you, but it's definitely not crazy. Just statistically, the number of players that are out there. Odds, are, Yeah, the odds are no worse than any other quarterback-receiver combo, though, are they? It's a great way to put it. It's a great way to put it. I, I totally agree. Uh, Castles, uh, Tennessee may have gotten him because of the California tie-in. We don't know that Castles wasn't seen because uh, they were recruiting people in the West Coast. So here's some names to keep an eye on out in the West Coast. And do, 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 do. one last one before you do that. Omar Norman Lott is also from California on the defensive line, which could help Tennessee too. I, I thought he was very underrated with his play last year. You know that. Omar Norman a lot. That's that's a good one. That's and I want to do underrated players at some point, Caleb. And I think that, that Tennessee has two underrated players at defensive tackle. Uh Omari Thomas, not hand. Excuse me. I slip up and do that from time to time. Uh, but uh Omari Thomas and Omar Norman a lot are a little bit underrated, in my opinion. You totally agree. And they are very, very reliable and they do Guys, we had no issues with the defensive tackles position last year. None whatsoever. There was a reason for that, and it was those two guys. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at some guys that are out in Cali that Tennessee has already offered, and I think uh, Tennessee has a shot at. I'm not going to write about guys that I think Tennessee has zero shot at, but if you're in the 25 30 40% range at this point, then I'm going to include you as a, a prospect worth noting. Running back Jordan Davison, five-star running back, not a household name quite yet, but he could be soon. He's at Mater D High School. We all know that that's where Cameron Diaz bought pot from Snoop Dogg. Now, that was Polytech. Excuse me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Davison has 50 scholarship offers over that. Uh, some call him a four-star prospect. He's visited Alabama, Auburn, <clears throat> Michigan State, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Uh, that was in uh, June uh, 2022. He's visited Georgia twice in 2022 and Colorado twice last year as well. Of course, he's visited Southern California because it's close, but 5'11", 203-pound tailback, 45th best prospect in the nation, second best running back in the country. I would keep an eye on Jordan Davison. 
the key is Tennessee has to get him on campus. Cornerback Dijon Lee, boy, he can spread the mustard. He's from Mission Vejo, California High School. Dijon, Dijon Mustard. There was another way to do this. You could say, like, he could really spice up the, uh, I, I don't know. You good? Sorry. From Mission uh, Viejo, California High School, four-star prospects shown strong interest in moving east of the, the SEC. He has visits scheduled to Alabama and Georgia. Can the Vols get in the mix for them? Uh, we'll see. Washington was in the hunt, but I think that was a DeBoer thing. So now he's at Alabama. Maybe that helps Kalen DeBoer get him to Alabama. But I think an awful lot of things are working against any prospect going to Alabama right now. Lee's a four-star prospect. What's that? I said just a few things. Just a few. Just general mass chaos. Dogs living with cats. Uh, it's just terrible. Lee, a four-star prospect, is rated the 24th best prospect in the nation, the fifth best cornerback in the country. Boy, he would be a good one. That would be huge. And then a wide receiver. So this could this be your Dante Stallworth. Now, these are, of course, 2025. Or your Brew McCoy. Uh, or your Brew McCoy. Wide receiver, Philip Bell. Uh, Bell, uh, I think there's plenty of reason for him to make the trip to Tennessee, considering how uh, Josh Heupel's offense does with receivers and the tie. Now, he's also at Mission Viejo, California High School, a four-star prospect rated the one-tenth best overall prospect in the nation, the 13th receiver in the country, and the 11th best prospect in California. So I want to see if Lee and Bell, both at Mission Viejo, will try to attend the same college, but I don't get that feel from the people I'm talking to. I feel like they'll make it their decision individually, and if they go to the same school, that will just be a coincidence. So, uh, Kalen says, I uh, watched Davis's tape the other day. Not elite speed, but size and physicality is there. I would agree with that. But you don't have to pick up a lot of prospects from California to have a trickle, a pipeline, whatever you want to call it. But one or two a year, I think, is a reasonable goal for the balls. What about you, Caleb? Yeah, I agree. And they were trying when Jimmy Pruitt took over, they were actually trying to get some players from that high school, Bishop Vio High School that you named, Elijah Griffin, the son of Warren G. If you guys remember him, they were going for him pretty hard. Um, that's a, that's definitely an area that if you can get, you're right, if you can just get two from there uh, every year. And again, with NIL, that's more possible. I think, I think with NIL, you could maybe get three. You, you can maybe get three from there at a time, and then you could start. I, I, your main goal is to plug from Georgia. But, yeah, with NIL, you could very possibly get three, particularly within the northern – now, the more talents in the Southern California region. But you've gotten Kevin Simon and Dante Stallworth from Northern California. I hadn't thought and, about the NIL thing, but you bring up a really good point because if you can pay for a, a family of four, five, or six to come see all of – their brother's games uh, or their son's games, that could make a big difference in long distance recruiting. A huge difference. Giant difference. Giant. And also, again, Dave, Cal and Stanford are stuck in the dying ACC. That was a desperation move. You could really start to pluck North, Northern California right now because the talent from there, they're not going to want to go to Cal or Stanford anymore it, 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 they already weren't really wanting to go there but now they really don't want to go there now that they're in a lesser conference and every game you're gonna have to travel to to the east coast 
could LA become in some ways the new Dade County in South Florida in that Miami does not have a good setup for its players. The stadium isn't even on campus. So people can go into Dade County and pull these players. I think a lot of the LA prospects are not going to want to travel to Rutgers and travel to other big 10 schools. And they're like, if we're going to make that trip anyway, might as well make it permanently and go to a school I want to. So I think Southern California and UCLA will both lose out on prospects because those schools are in the Big Ten. So why not Tennessee attack them like Tennessee's attacked Dade County in the past with um, the trio they got that suddenly uh, Demetrius Morley was one, Gerald Williams was another. But the, the group they got out of there, they have attacked areas before and done really well that became vulnerable. LA's vulnerable right now in pulling prospects away from the Trojans and the Bruins. And by the way, Chip Kelly left UCLA to become an assistant coach, for goodness sake. I mean, they ain't in great shape. No, they're not. So there's, a, you know, the weird part about the Miami one, though, was once they joined the ACC, the travel got easier, although their closest school is Florida State. And as everybody knows, Florida State's, what, eight, nine hours from Miami? So, like, they're still going all over now. But at the same time, when they were in the Big East, they were actually doing better and the travel was worse. LA's going through another phase. I don't know what it's it's weird because you know this us la was already once rated for talent that's how nebraska and colorado were good in the 80s and 90s right kids wanted to get out of you uh, out of compton and la and during the gang violence and so they went to nebraska and colorado bill mccartney and tom osborne then pete carroll came kept all the guys back in the region i don't understand why what has been what has been happening with USC over the past 10 to 12 years. Now you have a point. There's going to be so much more travel now because their only local school is UCLA. Then they're going to have to go to Oregon and Washington. So I think they're already getting rated. I just think you're right. They might get more rated now, which is a weird thing to see. Now, uh, do want to remind everybody that we are two days away from giving that away. Does everybody see the Hendon hooker? If you're on our, audio platform the Hendon Hookers signed mini helmet but you have to be a member of Hookers Corner we can go ahead and pull that up there's some recruiting information on there as well Caleb I'll let you pull that up but again we're giving away the mini helmet thanks to our friends at Sports Treasures and it's signed by Hendon Hooker so we'll be able to give that away on Friday we're giving away a grand prize every month and then on the other weeks, we'll give away either a T-shirt, a hat, all kinds of good stuff from Off the Hook Sports and more. So we also have some books to give away, the Celebrate 98 book. But you have to be a member to win. I know some people are, are on board and are partial members, uh, but the 998 gets you an opportunity to win all kinds of great prizes. Can we pull up the uh, our Hooker's uh, Corner page and talk about some recruiting news that we've got on there from this morning? Because that's also going to be your source for recruiting news. And again, we thank you for the support. Uh, just $9.98 to be a part of the crew. And we absolutely will give you uh, quick responses. I love the interaction. There's been a couple of people. Uh, I think uh, TN Jr. is right on there that I've been able to interact with. That's my favorite part about it. I go home when I get out of the car and I'm like, I can't wait to see what people have said. So uh, we've already got recruiting news up there. I can't see the headlines. They're too small for me. Can you read that, Caleb, what we have up there now? Yes, headlines are uh, Laganza Hayward plans Tennessee visits close to committing. 
or could be close to committing. Tennessee quarterback Nico Iamaliava opens up recruiting doors in California for the Vols or the lead stories right now. You guys should go check out those columns. Yep. And also we'll probably have a Tony Vitello and CJ Watson video up there maybe a little bit later. So we've got a lot going on. We'd greatly appreciate you becoming a John join hookers corner for Caleb Calhoun and Dave hooker. This has been a presentation of off the hook sports. We'll see you on a Thursday when that's not Jimmy. I'm Jimmy. I'm was on a Wednesday. I got my days mixed up. Ron Slay will join us later in the week as well. We'll have a full reaction from Tennessee basketball as the Vols play Auburn tonight. For Caleb Calhoun, I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.